0: for And welcome to Bags and Boards. Coming up on tonight's show, we talk about the new reprint of Reiner Knizia's Amon Ray from Tasty Minstrel Games. Plus, news, new releases, games we've been playing, and more. What have we been playing? What games have we picked up lately? Find out tonight on Bags and Boards. And welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Lance McFarlane here with D. Clark. D, it's been a while since we've seen each other. It's been a minute, man. We How have you been? not recorded a show in a while, and I'm excited to be here in the studio. Likewise, we've been uh, trying to record this Almond Ray episode for a couple weeks at least. I'm really excited to record this episode because um, we had some good times playing Almond Ray. Yes, we did, and we'll get more into that later. But uh, excited to talk about what I think might be the first Reiner Kanitzia game. That we've covered here on the show. I believe it is, yeah. And the guy only has 800 games that he's designed. You'd think we'd have hit it by now, yeah. but apparently no. Uh, Larry and I at one point talked about this cool little print-and-play game of his called Decathlon. Right. But uh, that's the only Knizia game we've hit. Uh, that I guess it technically counts, but... Yeah for sure. So uh, if you don't know, Bags and Boards is a weekly board game review and discussion show here on KXTR 100.7 The Planet, covering everything in today's designer board game world. We're on every Wednesday at 6 o'clock right here on 100.7. You can listen here on the station or click listen live at KXTR.com. Bags and Boards is also a podcast, so search Bags and Boards on iTunes, Podcast haddock Stitcher, or any of your other podcast feeding programs and subscribe, rate and review, please, if you can. That really helps us out here on the show. We're also on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash boards, where you can find all of our past reviews, interviews, and episodes. Hit us up on Twitter, bagsandboardsTX. We're at facebook.com slash bagsandboards. Interact with us there. Or if you have an email, question, suggestion, bagsandboardsTX at gmail.com. Like I said, soundcloud.com, you can find all of this info over there. It's all listed over there. So we're going to get into the show. But before we do, wanted to tell everybody about gaming Game and Movie Traders. Game and Movie Traders brings you bags and boards here on KXTR 100.7 The Planet. They do buy, sell, and trade both new and used video games for any console, DVDs, and Blu-ray, and comic books. They also feature a selection of board and card games, including Magic: The Gathering and other collectible card games. They're located at 2900 West Washington Street, Suite 60, next door to the movie theater, and can be reached by calling 965 Game. They're online at Facebook.com/slash Game and Movie traders sville d yes sir let's talk some news there's been a lot of news in the time we've been gone we're not going to hit everything that's happened in uh board gaming over the last three four weeks it's but an extremely busy time there's no way it is for sure so but we're going to hit a good bit of it. we got a whole page of news here so let's get into it let's do it um idw games this is exciting for me d uh they now have the rights to publish games based on the legend of korra Um, Their first game under that brand will be the Legend of Korra Pro-Bending Arena by designers Sin Fung Lim and Jesse Wright.
1: I really want to play this.
0: Are you a Legend of Korra Avatar The Last Airbender fan? I am. Me too. I'm a big fan of those two shows, and I really love Legend of Korra. I mean, Avatar is, to me, the better show. I would agree. Because it just is.
1: But just the concept of of there being a pro-bending arena, like, you know... Yeah. Professional benders, like game yeah, it's a it's a sports game, and they travel around and have competitions, yeah. and it just it's a really interesting concept. I want to see what they do with it.
0: I agree. I'm excited to try this one. Even more excited about potential other games to come out of this. Absolutely, that aren't like sports games. You know, like I want to play stories from the show, stuff sure. like that. Um, so Z-Man Games has released details about Pandemic Legacy Season Two. The game takes place 71 years after Season One, and only a few known cities exist. Um, they're, those cities are supplied by floating stations on the ocean. Uh, the promotion that's up there says they are going to have a sneak peek at Gen Con, which is interesting because I thought this game was supposed to be out of Gen Con. Right. That's been what they've said all along, out yeah, this of Gen thing, Con. And now they've kind of snuck in, oh, sneak peek at Gen Con, which yeah, this, makes you go, Oh,
1: Yeah, this has definitely been pushed back. They haven't yeah. released a new date or anything, so I guess technically... They haven't said that they're not going to do it at Gen Con, but... Uh, but
0: they did sneak that little sentence in.
1: Yeah, that little sentence says, we're not actually going to release this at Gen Con, yeah, even yeah. though we're not going to say we're not releasing this at Gen Con.
0: But think about it this way, D. How many games do you, me, everybody have on the shelf that we've either only played a few times or never played? Oh, yeah. we got plenty of stuff to hold us over, and you kind of want a game, especially like this, to be as good as it can be. That's That's
1: absolutely true, but at the same time... Uh, Z-Man has had people salivating for this since yeah. pretty much the first people finished uh, Pandemic Legacy Season One. That's true. I mean, the clamor has been there from practically day one from that. Yeah. So Season One's a number
0: one game on BGG. Yeah, there's a, it has been since very soon after it came out. There's a there's a lot of
1: people who just went. Oh Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. But anyway, it will be out. It'll yeah. come out as all things do and I'm sure it'll be good. You haven't played Pandemic Legacy? I have not. Um I've played season one and I'll tell you, I'm ready for season two.
1: There's a there's a uh, a copy available at Game and Movie Traders. I'm thinking oh, about yeah?
0: getting that. You should. Do you have like a regular group of people that like say you're a Pathfinder group, could right. you switch that for three or four weeks over into a pandemic legacy group um i there
1: are enough people who are still interested in doing things when we're done playing pathfinder yeah that i could probably just tack it on afterwards hey you, you know go. when we're done doing this we're gonna play we're gonna play this game
0: because what will happen with pandemic legacy is you'll finish a game right and you'll instantly want to play another game so you might knock out three or four of the 12 to 24 games like an average week. of 18 right so right. say 18 games you could probably get the game finished in a month and a half. You know, nice. Um, and it's so fun. You're gonna you're gonna really like it. I hope you do that. Um, Ice Cool has won the Kinder Spiel des Jahres. I'm sorry, Ice Cool has won the Kinder Spiel des Jahres. Very good. So there's a Kinder and a Kinder. So Kinder, as we all know, is little kid game. Yep. Well, this is a family weight game, not necessarily little kids, because the game that won it, Ice Cool, that's a great game. I've got it at home. Oh yeah. Such a fun game. It's, um, you know, those little, when I was a kid, I had toys like this, but they uh, like have a weight in the bottom and they're like mm-hmm. wobbly and you can flick them and they'll spin around. Right. That's penguins that are those. Okay. And it's called a box in a box. Right. Like it looks like it's going to be a series of games, but this is the first. And you take all these boxes out of the main box. Okay. And they all hook together with these fish clips that are actually part of the game too. And- it makes this huge thing that looks, it's like a high school for penguins. Okay. Ice school, high school. Gotcha, got gotcha. You know, so um, it's like ice on the bottom, but you could see lockers and stuff like that. Okay. And there's doors going from box to box, like holes. Right. And you're flicking, trying to like accomplish certain things. And these things will spin and curve. So you can, like, make it go through one door and curve around through another door.
1: Oh, that's awesome. It's
0: pretty cool. And if you flick their heads, they'll jump over walls and stuff like that. Okay. It's a fun, fun dexterity game. So I school won the Kinder Spildesjars. And the Spildesjars was given to King Domino from Bruno Cathala. I haven't—I've watched a review of King Domino. It looks cool. Um, you know, the, the Spildesjars is more of a— Light to light medium weight game. Right. Um and I'm sure that's about what this is. Like, you know, games that come out from like days of wonder, like that weight of game, you know. Right. Um, but King Domino looks fun. Bruno Cathal is a great designer. I've got a couple of his games that I really like, like five five tribes, games like that. Um, but the award that's more up my alley, the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, is the um it's it's called the Connoisseurs game, right? but it's more like the more strategic game, like the heavier game. yeah, um, and that was given to the exit series from Thames and Cosmos and Inca and Marcus Brand. So that's a series of escape room games uh, from Thames and Cosmos. and um, they look really good. out of the out of all of the escape room games, they look the coolest to me. I would agree. So um, and I actually played unlock. Yes. And we'll talk about that later, but I'm uh, still really excited to play Exit at some point. So those are the three games that won. Ice Cool, which I have played. King Domino, which looks really cool. And Exit, which might be the first series of games to win. But actually, I think in Europe, I think it all comes in one box. Okay. But in the U.S., it's all in separate it's boxes. It's all in separate boxes, boxes. Yeah. right. So uh, those are the winners. That's the If if you're listening and you, you are kind of listening to us talk about board games and wondering what's what we're talking about what's going on. The Spieldesjaris is the the best picture of the year at the Oscars right. for board games. I right.
1: was uh I was surprised that uh, King Domino won. Uh, just based on things that we got out of the Origins Awards, things that we got out of the Dice Tower Awards. Yeah. There was if you look at the the to compare it to the Oscars, as you did, if you look at all of the other smaller shows leading up to the Oscars, there was a really solid trend, and uh, that's true. They they did not follow the trend; they they bucked it and went elsewhere. Yeah, and I, I was shocked.
0: Off the top of my head, I can't remember the other two nominees. I know them, but for some reason they're not coming to me. But you're right. But uh, the thing to take into consideration is they have a few rules. If the game hasn't been released in Germany, right. it's not eligible things like that, and it's a specific weight. So, like, a game like Terraforming Mars, which won a lot of awards at other, you know, award may, things. May not be the correct weight. It that's, was that's nominated fair. for the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, just didn't win, you know what I mean? That's
1: that's true, and the things that I'm thinking of, Terraforming Mars and Scythe being yeah. the two that come to my mind, uh, they're, they are, they're the correct weight for the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, uh, not the... The regular Spiel des Jahres. That's true. I didn't you, think about that.
0: Yeah, and you might uh, if you're curious, you might go online and look at the big list because it's not just um, the winner, but really this is a big deal to even be nominated. Yes. And aside from the three nominations for the awards, they have a recommended list after that. So in each of these categories, there's maybe like eight games that get mentioned, and all of those games will be greatly benefit from ha- being mentioned in this. Oh, right? absolutely. But the winner of the Spiel des Jahres itself, I mean, we're talking the difference of like maybe millions of copies. Oh, absolutely. Maybe not millions, but like... Tens of thousands. I listened to an interview with um, uh, uh, Egert, the guy who owns Egert Spiel. Right. And his company has won like four or five Spiel des Jahres awards. And he talks about it's like the difference in... Like, almost being wealthy and not being wealthy yeah. as a game publisher, you know. Yeah. If you win the Spiel des Jahres in Germany, your game is sold in every convenience store. It's it's literally everywhere. In every mom-and-pop shop, every grocery store, like, which is kind of how games are anyway in Germany. Like, you can go into a convenience store and buy a board game. Right. Um, but it's a big deal to win the Spiel des Jahres. Uh, that sticker probably triples your sales. If not more. That's very true. Um, And let's talk about those other awards, and we'll jump back to a couple of other things. But the Origins Awards were also announced at Origins. The Game of the Year was Scythe. Yes. Good choice. Um, That was uh, both of our Game of the Year last year? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, The Board Game of the Year, specifically Board Game, was also Scythe. And the Card Game of the Year, they split it up a little bit, was Mystic Veil from AEG. Happy Salmon. One family game of the year. And RPG of the year was No Thank You Evil, which is the RPG I want to get my hands on the most uh, for when my son gets a little older. Because No Thank You Evil is this cool RPG for for families, for like little kids. Right. And what you do, they have this character creation system that can be as simple as say a sentence. Oh, I want to be a princess who rides dragons. Okay. That's your character. Done. That's your character you know? now. Uh, and then you might roll a couple of things. Or, you know, older kids and parents and stuff can get a little more detailed about their character. But it's cool because a character creation can... you could I could say to my two-year-old, like, hey, w- w- what's your favorite thing? Oh, I want to be a train conductor who rides dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, he, he loves trains and dinosaurs. There and, you go. There you go. Now you're a train conductor who rides dinosaurs. And then you just play these adventures in this, like, kind of whimsical fantasy world, you know? Right. It's a really cool-looking thing, and it's by Mr. Monty Cook. Nothing wrong with that ever. uh, If there's one guy you trust to write a good RPG... It's Monty Cook. Monty Cook's the guy, right? So those are the Origins Awards. There's a lot more, but those are the ones we wanted to touch on here. Go check them out if you're interested. The Dice Tower Awards from the July 4th weekend when they have the uh, Dice Tower Convention. Game of the Year, once again, and also won Best Artwork with Scythe. Scythe is hitting it, man. Yeah, man. Um, Best cooperative game and also won best reprint was Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Best party game that also won best theming in a game and most innovative game was Captain Sonar. Um, It's a game where you're all like play members of this crew and it really takes eight people to play this game. Okay. Because like I'm the guy controlling the weapons. You're the captain. You're the information person. You're the, you know, we each play a different person and we all have to work together in real time. To do whatever it is, so it won all three of those awards: best expansion was Seven Wonders Dual Pantheon, best family game once again, Ice Cool, yes, uh, won that, and sh- best strategy game, which is the uh, the kind of award category for us or for me specifically, especially, and also won best new designer was Terraforming Mars, yes. So uh, you played that, right? I I did literally today. I oh really? Yes. Okay, we'll talk more about that when we talk about the games we played. Sure, I'm glad we can touch on it. So. Asmodee has released details about the first expansion to Splendor called Cities of Splendor, which includes four modules uh, that you can kind of pick and choose. Uh, Splendor is a game that my wife and I have played the most together. Okay. It's a game that when we say, hey, you want to play a game? You usually grab Splendor? Yeah. So um, Cities replaces the Noble Tiles, but they're double-sided and, be claim- and have to be claimed to win. Uh, The trading post in the game adds the route to the orient board, which allows players to claim achievements and abilities, which sounds pretty cool. The orient adds 30 new development cards that all have special powers. Okay. And the strongholds adds these little plastic towers, which are used to claim development cards when you can place all of your towers. So just four cool little things to add to it, because it's a really small, simple game. Yeah, it just adds a little complexity. Yeah, so adding a little more to it even can really amp it up. Sure. And we've never been bored by it as simple of a game as it is, so adding this is going to really...
1: I, I find that a simple game that is well-designed is usually one of my very favorites.
0: Yes, I totally agree. You know, Which is why I want to play that new game, uh, Century Spice Road, because yes. people compare it to Splendor a lot. Like... And, you know, that's why people like abstracts, you know what I mean exactly. Like a very simple rule set, but a lot of depth based on those simple rules,
1: and that's that's where that hidden depth is what really gets me a lot of the times,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, Asmode and Space Cowboys have announced three new unlocked titles for release in quarter four this year. They're doing House on the Hill, The Nautilus Traps, and The Pool's Treasure. Um, so three new Unlock games, and I'll talk a little bit more about Unlock later in the show. Right. But in more escape room news, Thames and Cosmos have also released titles for their next three games in the Exit series. Um, the Forgotten Island, The Polar Station, and The Forbidden Castle. Um, and they're also coming out with some more of the DeckScape series. So these, right. uh, I mean, these escape room games are really hitting. They're,
1: they're gaining some serious momentum. If there was doubt about them sticking around, I think that's been uh, waylaid for a while for
0: sure, and I'll tell you I've been check every time I go to Walmart I go through the game aisle right and look at um what's it called escape the game yes I believe it's called and it's the one that sold in mass market stores but it's supposed to be a really good escape room game and waiting for it to go on sale because Walmart always puts board games on sale at yep. some point. So I go into Walmart the other day and my son and I are looking at the train toys and I see that there's a lot of stuff on sale. So I go straight to the board game aisle. It's on sale. Completely gone. Yep. And it was like half off, too. Like, I would have bought it at that moment. So they might put more in stock, but I don't know. They've got a bunch of the expansions sitting there, so maybe they'll put more in stock.
1: You'll say that's that's when you find a, an associate and they're like, "When when is this coming in because I need to be here for this."
0: That's a good point. Or Maybe they have some more stocked away somewhere. Or... Maybe that's not very likely. Yeah. Um but
1: having they can worked tell in retail for a long might. yeah, I was just say, like, having worked in retail for a long time, keeping things in the back is a bad idea. Okay. Um not to say that it doesn't happen, but you don't want it to if you can help it. But they can usually tell you when they
0: might get more. Usually, okay, cool. Well, I'll ask next time I go to Walmart, which is today. So I will. There ask. you go. Um, D. Let's see. Plan B games. This is a pretty big move. So this is really interesting, yes. actually, because so you have Asmodee, right? Asmodee. So Asmodee is acquiring all these companies: <laughs> Fantasy Flight, Days of Wonder, big companies, very big companies, and then they acquire. Uh, I forget the AEG? top name. Uh, no, they don't have AEG. But they acquire this company that owns Z-Man Games, Philosophia Editions, yes. and Plaid Hat Games, right? Um, they get them, and they uh, the one thing they don't take is like these few people and this game, Century Spice Road, which was originally supposed to be called Caravan. Right. And they were going to do the Spiced Road Edition and the... Crystal Golem edition. So these people from that used to work at Philosophia, um, they go start this other company called Plan B Games. Now, guess what? Great name, Be by Be the Games way, is doing. They're going. We're going to do this Asmodee thing and start acquiring companies. Sure. Plan B Games is a very good company name. And the cool thing about them is they had a hit right out of the gate with Century Spice Road.
1: That's a that's a big deal for a new game company. And like, yeah, for sure. We I say we. A lot of people expected Spice Road to be a hit whenever it came out. They just weren't expecting it to come out under Plan B games, which for a little bit of a curve, but That's true. The expected product was the expected product. Everybody was happy. Um but how many companies do you hear about where they you know, we released two games and then went under because they were you know, one was mediocre and one yeah, was a sure.
0: dud. That's very true. And you get these companies that like Release a new game or have it on Kickstarter and name their company after that game, and yeah, that's just a make bad idea. all these bad first mistakes. But here, you've got a group of people who were effectively operating some of the bigger companies there are. Yep. So you go start it. They kind of know what they're doing. Yeah, they know? had
1: a they had a pretty good idea when they walked into it, which is yeah. cool.
0: So uh, in Plan B news, they've acquired, they've gone the Asmodee route, which is kind of what happened to them in the first place. Yes. And they've acquired Egerspiel. So Spiel is a German publisher behind games like Coal Baron, which is a favorite of mine. Um, great Western Trail, huge title from uh, last year. Mombasa, Village, Rococo. I mean, just all these great Euro lots games. Of, lots of good Euros. So Which is exciting because, I mean, they released their first game, which is a very light medium euro game, right? You'll just say
1: it's it's pretty straight, pretty pretty, yeah. pretty lightweight.
0: And then they acquire this company that has a habit of releasing a little heavier. Right. Know, not insane heavy, but um it's but it, it's cool. Eager spill's a good company.
1: It, it it would be fair to say that spill routinely releases medium weight yeah. uh games and they don't really go below that mark very often at all.
0: For sure. Yeah. And uh what's going to happen is um, interesting because stronghold games just last year announced like a partnership with eager spiel. So right. now it's like, who's releasing eager games in the U S well, probably the company that now owns them. But what happens? To all those partnerships. We shouldn't really care about that. No. We're the, we're the end consumer, you know, it, but it,
1: it, it will be fun from our perspective as hosts of a radio show to see where those dice fall. Yeah. But for the people, who, you know, all of you who are listening at home, who are buying games and, and listening to our show, but that's all you have at stake. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But what I find interesting, though, D, is, um, you know, I really love... Y- you might like video games, right? Right. The video game industry is huge. Oh, yeah. I like comic books. The comic books in- industry is very, very big. Yes. We're What we're watching with the board game thing and why we talk about these, like, but kind of behind-the-scenes things is because we're seeing an industry that's still really small, kind of happen in front of our eyes.
1: And it's growing by leaps and yeah. bounds, which is really fascinating if that if you're into that at all, either from the perspective of I really like board games and want to see this hobby grow, or just from a business perspective of you're watching this industry start as a bud and now it's blossoming yeah. into a full-size flower.
0: Because, I mean, with the Hasmode thing, that's like you're seeing an industry that is having for the first time having corporations buy up other corporations. It's like, it's, it's just interesting to watch it happen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like be part, be part of something or interested in something that is taking those like baby steps in that direction. And it's amazing. It is pretty cool. So I just kind of wanted to explain why we would talk about stuff like that. Right. Um, it's not, we're not trying to be behind the scenes. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah, you know? it's it's fascinating from from our perspective. Yeah. And in other Plan B news, they've announced their second title that will be released at Essen this year. It's called Azul from Michael Kiesling. So you go straight to a Michael Kiesling game. Uh, I mean, usually Michael Kiesling works with Wolfgang Kramer, Kramer yes. and Kiesling, to release games like Colbert and call and all the Mask Trilogy yeah, and all Yeah, solid that. games. But um, now, and he's worked by himself plenty, I'm sure, but um, now game by himself, Azul, the cover looks cool. I didn't read much about it, but definitely excited about what they have in store at Plan B. Um, last bit of news, Fantasy Flight Games has announced a Game of Thrones Catan.
1: I'm kind of curious about this because they've released some Catans that are basically reskins, but yeah, they've also true. released some some Catan's that are really different and add new mechanics and and really give a different feel to the game. Yeah. And one of these is good and one of these I could care less about. I don't know which one this is going to be yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For does that sure. make sense? Yep. I totally know what you're saying. Okay. Like the Star Trek one I really like. Yes. Because I like Catan's it. It, it, not something I play now, but like I do like it. Um. And the Star Trek one I like because all it does is put a theme on that I really like. Right. And it adds roles. Which kind of just enhance the game a little bit more. I know. really
1: like the Egyptian one because it adds boats, and you have to you have to deal with the Nile. Yeah. You can only build without the boats. You can only build on one side of the Nile or the other, and it's it's really like it. it adds an entire new level of challenge to playing the game. Yeah. Um, the the Star Trek one, um, the roles were nice, but for the most part, it was eh, whatever almost for me. Game. It was almost the yeah. same game. For sure.
0: So uh, we're going to take a quick break, D, and when we come back, we'll talk more about building on either side of the Nile. Yes. Uh, We'll talk about some releases and stuff before that, but later on in the show, we're talking about Amun Ray from Reiner Knizia. Before we go to our break, though, Game & Movie Traders, located at 2900 West Washington Street, right right next door to the movie theater here in Steamville, carries a selection of board and card games, including Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and more. They also host groups and tournaments for these games, plus Dungeons & Dragons, Warhammer, and more. For more information, they can be reached at 965-GAME or at facebook.com slash Game and Movie Traders S-Ville. And we'll be right back after this break.
2: Hey, this is your DJ, Casino. Join me every Saturday night at 10 p.m. for Future Sound, my weekly mix show featuring the freshest trap, bass, and EDM from across the globe. Right here on 100.7 FM, The Planet, Stephenville's rock and rap alternative. Time, I go New school. Sorry. If you me cheating, I will never tell sorry. School. Your school. Oh. the sorry. school, hop. they hit, the the they KXDR 100.7 The Planet is proudly supported by Texan Tattoo. Located at 1280 West Washington Street, Texan Tattoo is able to meet all of your tattoo and piercing needs. Artists can even personalize a design just for you. Walk-ins are welcome, but if you would like to make an appointment, see artist work, or have any other questions, you can visit their website at texantattoostephenville.com.
0: All right. Welcome back to the show everybody. Lance McFarland here with D Clark. Time to talk some games we've been playing. So Amon Ray, of course, we're gonna talk about that. Been sure. playing Amon Ray. We got quite a few games of that in. Yes, we did. Four? We played that four times. Four or five. Yeah. Um and we played it with uh we'll talk more about Amon Ray later. Yeah. Um I got in I've never played Fields of Arla. I've had it for a while. I played Fields of Arla solo. Okay. Um just Got a wild hair one night and decided to bust out this gigantic game that took me like 45 minutes to set up. Sure. And play it solo. Um, I got through, I went through like four or five turns. Uh, I didn't play the entire game, but really enjoyed it. Um, Agricola is one of my favorite, if not my favorite game. And Caverna. I enjoyed, but I always felt like I like eh, didn't quite do what Agricola did for me. Right, right. Fields of Arla went back more in that direction of Agricola as far as the gameplay. Sure, these games are all sort of similar. They're, They're not ex- there are definitely some common elements, yes. Yeah. So really liked Fields of Arla. Excited to play it solo again. Excited to get it to the table. But the good thing is now I know how to set it up, and now I know what the rules are and how to play through around. round. So right. once I know those things, getting my wife to play a game like that is a little easier. That's you know? good. Um, also played Unlock from Asmode. Um They sent me a... So they've got some print-and-play scenarios, right. right? And Unlock is an escape room game that uses an app. Right. They've got some print-and-play ones, and they sent me a produced version of one of the print-and-play ones. Okay. Um, which I'm going to throw your way when we leave so we can talk more Unlock later. But sure. Very fun. My wife really enjoyed it. So I'm going to snag the three Unlock games as quick as I can. Okay. So, um, Dee, you played some games. Tell us about
1: them. I have played some games. Um, Today I played Terraforming Mars. Played most of the game of Terraforming Mars, I should say. Uh, had to cut it short a little bit uh, in order to come do the show. Okay. Uh, but uh, Mars, Mars had uh, some oceans. It didn't have sufficient amounts of ocean, um, but it was the average. The average temperature of Mars was above zero degrees Celsius. Okay. So it was it was tolerable. Atmosphere was still a little thin, but we were well on our way to yeah to yeah. To, to making
0: Mars a, a livable planet. Because this game has some like it's not a cooperative game, but there are some places where you do have to cooperate, right? Um, I feel like that's what I've heard about it. They're like, there are you some have to work together to make some things happen. There are some
1: common goals that, uh, you know, when, whenever you contribute to the common goal, you get credit. Whenever I contribute to the common goal, I get credit. Okay. But they, that's they add saying. up. Okay. Um, the two most notable of those would be raising the temperature and raising the, uh, atmosphere. Okay. Um, but you don't have to, you have to cooperate only in the sense that those are end game conditions. Yeah. So sooner or later, you know you're 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 all pushing towards that end of game. Yeah, yeah. Um, got to get them done. You you have to get them done yeah. sooner or later. But if you want to completely ignore one aspect and go just knock out the other one as hard as you can, it's totally an option. Okay. Cool. Um got to play that. I got to play Ethnos last night yeah. uh for got to play a full game for the very first time.
0: Yeah, cuz we had played a couple rounds of Ethnos at that PHD event and right. I really enjoyed it and you didn't as much at that point, but we can say for a lot of those games that day that we had been playing games for, like, nine hours.
1: Yeah, that one, like, I don't know if the rules and were being not explained. taught games yeah, for nine hours. For for whatever reason, it just didn't click for me yeah. at that demo. Like, I had no clue really what was going on. Yeah. Um, with this playthrough of Ethnos, um, I really, like, I really got the game. And I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um Something I definitely want to play again if possible it's a cool game yeah it's it's a lot of fun, I would like to play it again too that's a that's one of those that's somewhere on the list of maybe we'll get to it, maybe we won't you it know like to do that for the show yeah, at some point
0: It's like a really breezy set collection area control game, yes, with a fantasy theme, yep, yeah, with special powers for the sets yeah for the for the different races, yeah, which is cool it, it, it was a cool game it was, and you played one more right? Uh, I got to play the game.
1: Oh, That's yeah, the name yeah. of it, is
0: The Game. Yeah, that was nominated for the Spiel des Jahres last year, um, and it's an IDW game here in it the was,
1: U.S. It was an IDW game. Um, it's very simple, uh, borderline abstract. Okay. Um, you have four piles. Uh, two of them start at 1, two, and, and they must always go up. Two of them start at uh, 100 and must always go down. Okay. The only exception to those rules are if you're, the card you're playing is exactly 10 different, then you can go in the opposite direction. Okay. Um, you get a deck of ninety-eight cards, the numbers two through ninety-nine. The objective is to play every card. So it's just a card game. It's just a it's just a math card game. With a bad name. Alternatively a great game because, you know uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but have you heard of the game? Like like the the internet social media phenomenon. I just lost the game. No. Okay. So the game is a thing. You can look this up in Urban Dictionary. Um, everybody is playing it whether they want to or not at all times. Everybody uh, the everybody loses the game any time that that person thinks about or mentions or has anything to do with the game. So if that thought enters your head, you lose. Okay. Um, so instantly, like, whenever Jimmy said, we're going to play the game, I was like, well... We all were, and now we've all lost. You're huh. a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> do you think that's what they're playing off that's, of? Yeah. I I, okay. I think it was a deliberate uh, play. So have you played anything else? Those recently? are the big hits. I've replayed some stuff that we've played before. Um, I busted out my, my copy of Harry Potter. I okay. some people who hadn't played yeah, that. Yeah. Um, a little bit of First and Goal. Uh, some Munchkin. Cool. Just some stuff that I, you know, it's been in the closet for a while, and yeah, somebody yeah. looks
0: at it and goes, hey, what's that? Well, well, you know, I don't have anything to do right now. Let's play. Very cool, so yeah. some things I'm wanting to get played, uh, some games I got in. Got the expansion for Oni Thomas Sensei's path. Yes, please. sixteen cards add to the game doesn't sound like a lot, but you add sixteen cards into a small, simple abstract game. It can really really change up the especially if it's a game you, you play a lot in a row, yes, like you do that game because it's so quick, then like having the ability to really have some variation. And the cards you're using
1: for for those of you who who are at home and haven't seen Onitama or or are not uh, super into abstract games, uh, because this was a concept that it took me a little while to get a hold of when I started here was what is an abstract game? Yeah. Imagine here's the here's the significance this has for Onitama. Imagine playing chess. But for the next, I don't know, 20 games that you play, all the pieces are going to move differently.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, that's a great—it's a a really good example. Yeah. Uh, It just completely re-energizes and reinvigorates the game.
0: For sure. Um, So that's Onitama Sensei's Path. Also got Spools of War from Arcane Wonders, which is a game that is like kind of a bidding game, but as its main mechanism uses Liar's Dice really cool game got we got in a couple rounds of that too yeah. so that was fun I really want to play that and also got in for Mayfair Lookout Caverna Cave versus Cave two player small version of Caverna um, and the I've never played them but People love the two-player versions of Agricola and Lahav, so I'm hoping this one will be cool, too. So those are the games we got um, and the games we've been playing. Um, We're going to take a real quick—did you get any games in? I did not. Didn't get a a one. So we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking new game releases. You hear that? That's the sound of healthy, safe water from the tap. And that safe water is available nearly everywhere in America. Thanks in large part to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which turns 40 this year. Happy birthday, Safe Drinking Water Act! Together, let's keep our water safe for the next 40 years and beyond. To learn about how to protect your water, visit drinktap.org. This message brought to you by the American Water Works Association
2: and United Water. 100.7 KXTR The Planet is brought to you in part by Videos & More, located at 931 West Washington Street in Stephenville. Videos & More offers a variety of movies and video games for sale or rent, and also has a large option of select knives and other oddities in stock. For more information on Videos & More and their possibilities for Tarleton students and faculty, the store can be reached at 254-413-4734. My station. We know Stephenville likes to turn up after 10pm. That's why the planet 100.7 plays the best hip-hop every night after 10. My station.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Circle A Skate Shop located inside Game & Movie Traders here in Stevenville. Next door to the movie theater, they offer skateboards and longboards and carry accessories, including trucks, wheels, skate videos, and more information at nine, six, five game, or by searching circle a skate shop, Stevenville on Facebook. D we're going to talk some release dates. Now, quite a few cool stuff. Uh, cool things that came out over the last few weeks near and far from red red raven games and ryan lockett this is a follow-up to above and below storytelling game for him uh looks pretty cool Yamatai from days of wonder days of wonder releases one game a year um i got the game that they released two three years ago which was five tribes yes um they released um another game last year i can't think of the name and then last year the year before last last year's was Yamatai. um or this year's, because we're talking oh, this about year's. release dates. Yeah. <laughs> so Yamatai looks really cool. It's got that Days of Wonder thing where the artwork is just fantastic. The components are really nice. And it's that medium weight that's just really nice. I, you know? I
1: love and hate Days of Wonder. I love them because I know everything that they have is going to look good, have good quality components, and... Almost a guarantee to be a good game that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah. I hate them because it takes them an entire year to do it. And I'm like, please make more games.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Does it hurt to have one company that has the model of perfecting one game?
1: Oh, no, not at all. It's just frustrating because I know that they they release perfect games.
0: And so I want want more more of them. them. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, we talked about it a lot earlier. Century Spice Road from Plan B Games is now out. You can get your hands on that. Uh, Just talked about these. Thomas Sensei's Path and Spoils of War from Arcane Wonders are out now. Uh, I thought you might be interested in this, D. The Dresden Files Cooperative Card Game from Evil Hat Productions is out. I really want to play this. We talked about that when it was on Kickstarter. You're a big Dresden Files fan. Um, One Night Ultimate Alien. We're up to Aliens now uh, from Bezier Games is out. We just talked about this and this. Ethnos from CIMON and Unlock from Asmodee are both out now. You can get your hands on those. Medici the Card Game from Grail Games out now. I'm excited about this one. The Tiny Epic Galaxies Beyond the Black expansion from Gameland Games. Yes. I want so badly to play Tiny Epic Galaxies with the expansion. Sure. Um, t- I got the Tiny Epic uh, Kingdoms expansion, which... Tiny Epic Kingdoms is probably my third favorite in the series of four so far. That's so, uh, Heroes Call? Heroes Call, that's yes. right. So uh, I, I was excited to play that. This is my favorite game in the series. Very excited to play this. Role Player from Thunderworks is out now, and it's been out for a while, but... It's now either been re-released or from a new company or something. Okay. Um, Because you played it a while back, right? Role player? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. A buddy of mine got it. That's now out again in some form. Uh, This is another one I've got to get my hands on. Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, The Thames, Murders, and Other Cases from Asmodee. This is Asmodee's reprint of the original 70s version of uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Cottage Garden from Stronghold Games and Mr. Uwe Rosenberg is now out um attack on titan the last stand which is that big 15 inch tall miniature we're talking about is out now from cryptozoic and the game that i must have right now lignum lignum from capstone games i want to play this again so bad i played it once at heavy con a couple years or one year ago i want to play this again so badly and i'm gonna get a copy for sure i i try not to Buy too many games because games can get pretty expensive. Yes, but, they can. Um, this is one I am going to purchase. Um, Lignum, so much fun. You're a German woodcutter in like the 1500s. So that screams. That screams you, Lance. Yeah, that's that's the that's the definition of fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a bad game. I haven't played it. Yeah. Um it's just, just uh, when
0: you describe these games, it's like
1: <laughs> yeah when you when you describe a theme for a game, you know what what are you doing? Uh, thematically speaking, anything that's farming or that's manual labor in the old times, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's Lance. Yeah, Just or, or trading. You've got the whole trading in the Mediterranean. That's thing. true. We, yeah. we
1: do have that one as a, as a mix-up.
0: So that's <laughs> all of the releases. Let's go ahead and get into Amon Ray. We're going to explain the game to you guys, and then we'll go to another break and come back and give you our thoughts. So, Amon Ray, designed by Reiner Knizia, and this reprint published by Tasty Minstrel Games. So, Dee, let's talk a little bit about how Amon Ray plays. Um, Amon Ray is set in ancient Egypt. Yes. And this is a game that's going to have us bidding on different territories in ancient Egypt on either side of the Nile. And we're going to be building pyramids. We're going to be setting up farms. And then we're going to be offering gifts to the gods, things like that. So let's kind of explain it. So the game takes place in two different ages. got the Old Kingdom and the New Kingdom. Each of those ages is going to have three rounds. Correct. So what we're going to do is we have a certain amount of territory cards based on the number of players. Um, Each round, we're going to draw out the number of territories of how many players there are. And we'll put them out on the board, those cards, where they go. Each of those cards has numbers around the border that are the amounts that you can bid. It goes 0, 1, 3, 6. It kind of just goes up incrementally. Correct. Um, So what's going to happen is, in turn, we're going to bid. So I might really want a place, so I might bid really high. Or I might be the last person, and there's this other place, and I know I can get it for zero, so I might bid zero. But there's a couple of things that can happen. So say I bid six on something that I really want. Six is a good number to like, oh, someone might not go over me, but it's also, you know, maybe low enough that someone will, and I don't want to spend a lot of money if I don't have to. Um, So say I bid six. If someone bids over me, then I have to go to a different place. Yes. A I can't province. go to the same place again. There are power cards in the game that can you know, make that different that I can say, no, I can go back to this place on a different number. Um, so we're going to bid in turn. We're going to get our territories and then we're going to go into a round of the game that has us buying farmers stone, which you need three stone to build a pyramid and cards. So these special ability cards do different things. They're going to uh, give you powers like uh, my farmers count for one more gold. My I get one extra farmer that I can put out even if I don't have space for a farmer, right. things like that. Uh, stone lets you build pyramids once you have three, unless you have a power card that says that you only need two. And then farmers are going to go out on the board. So these different territories on the board, uh, they've got different things. They've got spaces for farmers. They've got... Um, It shows you the number of cards that you're allowed to purchase. Correct. And then it's got some – a few of the places have temples. A few of the places have stuff you get automatically that you don't have to pay for. So we're going to go through those two rounds, and then we're going to do this other thing that is giving gifts to the gods. So there's four different tiles and we're all going to secretly put out an amount of gold out there or a card that says i want to subtract gold or add gold or a theft card that's going to just get you some money and we're going to flip them over and based on the number of gold that we've given to the gods um we're going to choose we're going to get one of these four tiles that each have a range so the nile is either going to flood or not flood based kind. on the gifts yeah so if it floods then that means our farmers are going to be worth four gold that now, turn. Well, more gold anyway. Yeah, so it's one, two, three, and four. But if it doesn't, then our farmers are going to be worth less gold. And there's these other things called caravans, and those come into effect. So I don't want to get into every little detail of the game. But the and then after three rounds, we score. So we use different things to score. Our pyramids, what side of the pyramid nile we're on how many pyramids we have on each side of the nile i have more pyramids here so i get points for this Temples score points and then after another what happens after the third round after we score is we wipe the board of everything except pyramids and stone and stone so now we've got this situation where territories are worth different values so this territory that was pretty weak it might have three pyramids on it so now it's Pretty valuable, right? Right. So that's pretty interesting part of the game that the value changes in the middle of the game. We play three more rounds the same way. We completely start over with the territories. Then we go through those three rounds. Then we score one more time. We have a final few things to score at the very end of the game, and that's the game. So it's an auction game where you're kind of working with your own power cards and trying to make your territories as good as possible while also making sure you spread out a little bit so you don't end up putting all your focus on something that you might end up losing in the next set of rounds. Correct. Right? So that's Amon Ray. Uh, I'm excited to talk about what we think about the game. Uh, did I miss anything about how the game plays? No,
1: that's that's a pretty good uh, generic overview. You know, you didn't get into a, into a whole lot of detail. That's fine. Um but
0: uh, as far as the general play of the game, yeah, that's that's basically the game. Well yeah. done. So um, let's, uh, let's go to a commercial break. We'll come back and talk about what we think about
2: Amon Ray. Tarleton Radio is proudly supported by Cotton Patch Cafe in Stephenville. Mondays can be rough, so Cotton Patch wants to brighten up Mondays with a large chicken fried steak and two sides from 3 p.m. to close. Cotton Patch Cafe at 2860 West Washington or call 254-965-5255 for to-go orders. Cotton Patch Cafe, serving home-style meals to Texans for over 25 years. bringing you all the latest rock hits, KXTR 100.7 The Planet. Hey Tarleton students, this is DJ Truffle Shuffle coming through your stereo. Have you ever wanted to be a star on the radio like me? Well guess what, you can and it's actually very easy to get started. All you have to do is call our station at 254-968-9586 Or, come see us in the math building, room 138 on the TSU campus, and one of our delightful workers will get you started. We're always looking for new talent, so why not give it a shot? Who knows? It could change your life. Until then, keep it tuned to KXTR 100.7 The Planet, Stephenville's home for rock and hip-hop.
0: All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. We're talking about Amonri from Reiner, Knizia, and Tastry Men's tasty minstrel games uh d your thoughts on the game the game is uh pretty well put together the pieces are nice yeah it
1: is it is very visually appealing Uh, the 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 outside of the box looks good the individual pieces look cool they even took time to make the the pyramids and the stones look weathered yeah which i thought was really cool yeah the game itself plays well it's pretty quick to pick up and learn you know there's not a a huge learning curve to it a little bit of hidden depth you know, after I think after two playthroughs, most of us had decided, okay, this is the way to go. You know, and and this is you, we had found the most optimal track, which is a little disappointing with only two playthroughs. And that that last game that we played, the fourth or fifth playthrough, whatever it was, I literally just abandoned it and said, "I'm going to try something completely different." And that's the only game I ended up winning. Well, so. there you go.
0: So I mean, maybe you know you can kind of find that with games. We think this is the exact way you need to win, right? then you find out, oh, if we try some other stuff, you know. Um, specifically, we're
1: referring to Timbles. Yeah. The first uh, three or four playthroughs, the person who got the most territories with temples, uh won the games and there was a very strong correlation because they racked up a ton of points. Yeah,
0: they being... Lance you, for know. the most part. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you're right. Um, you know, once you found some other strategies, which I try with some games, like we talk about Zulkin a lot in this and like, that's an exact almost. Like, yes. Not, I mean, there's other ways to do well but you need to at least piddle around with the god track in that game yes um but it, why does it always have to do with temples and <laughs> the um I, important i don't know to ancient people i guess yeah, well they were that's true so uh i thought Amon ray was a very good game i really really enjoyed the game i've I've not played a lot of reiner canizia games i've only played a handful of auction games uh, Mogul being the one that I played that I think I like the most right um, but this is definitely a more a, a bigger auction game than that. Uh, I really like the strategy of how much do I bid to get exactly what I want out of this because if I don't bid the right amount, I'm going to have to move. Yeah. Um, And then on top of that, using the strategy of your cards, just the variation in this game of like, I'm going to get different cards that are going to kind of determine where I'm going to go on this board and how much I'm going to bid. And they're really going to help me along the way. I like that we're worried about gold up until the point we're worried about points. Yes. It kind of like makes you change up your focus all of a sudden. Um, The the gifts to the gods is really interesting because it's like hidden. Like we're going to, you don't really know what people are going to do. You can make some guesses based on what's out on the board. but right. You don't really know exactly what people are going to do.
1: It is, it is pretty fun with the, with the gifts to the gods because of the, the unknown element, um, can really make or break you. Yeah. Um, the farmers, the, the, the farmers are directly tied to the Nile flooding. So if you've got a bunch of, if you've got a bunch of, uh, provinces with a lot of farmers on them you need it to flood or else you're just going to have your back snapped um whereas conversely um if you if you don't have a bunch of farms or anything like that then it doesn't matter and it literally gives you a free hand to just stab your buddies
0: that's true yeah um and this game to me has one of my favorite thing about things about games and that it's almost like a game of attrition like i'm I'm working to get small amounts of points and small amounts of gold that hopefully will start building up and building up right. and, and getting me there. This isn't a game like we talked about Caverna earlier where it's like, oh, I'll take these 18 wood and these, or Lahav's a better example even. It's like you really are working for everything you get, and you have to be very careful with what you're bidding. So while this isn't a brain burner by any count, no. it definitely is a thinking game. Um but f- really fun at the same time. I really enjoyed the game, and I mean, I enjoy dry games. But this isn't overtly dry.
1: No, it's it's not terribly dry. Yeah. Um, dry games are a are a thing that. Uh, well, I'm not terribly opposed to them. They're something that I can certainly get tired of. Yeah. And I did not get tired of Amon Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the some of the drier games we've played, we played it three times and I was like, OK, I have everything I need. I, I don't want to play this yeah. anymore
0: because um, this game has to me, aside from your bidding and your buying and um, the gifts to the gods, like the main chunks of the game. Right. It's got some cool other stuff going on. Like I need to worry about how many pyramids I have in each of the pyramids properties I have on one side of the Nile. Right. Like, that's a concern. So you're really thinking about every little piece of the game. I really liked the depth of this game. It's a it's a good weight for me. I, I'm starting to really enjoy auction games yes. as I play them. Um, it takes a good group to do that, because someone who's not not, I don't like the, oh, you're not playing it right, but someone who's not grasping the concept of the auction can kind of throw a wrench in it. Absolutely. You know? We didn't really experience that here. But Very we, little. We had a good group. But I would say if I had one major complaint about this game, it's that when we played with five, I think was when I enjoyed it the most. Because when you play with less than five, what you do is you take out the right amount of provinces and throw the rest in the box. Yep. The only time that every province was available and came up for bid was when we had a full group. I, and I just don't really like that. I would rather there be at least the chance for every province to come out, which... I didn't like the throw it in the box element. Um, I
1: did like the the scaling mechanic in and of itself um but i wanted that unknown chance of okay i really want this province but we're about to score at the end of this next round and uh if it comes up great i'm going to get it but if not then what am i going to do yeah whereas um if you if you pay any amount of attention at all uh when the second wave comes around when when the new kingdom era starts well you know what you're going to get now the question is what what order they're going to come out in
0: yeah, and like with this game, I wish almost that like every province was out there and some just didn't get bid on. Right. But that probably is, it probably wouldn't work good. So I think this is the only way for it to be, but it's just the one little thing about the game I didn't love or right. like just because it, it, it was the best when every province was available. Because if you're going for the, there's three places with temples. If you're like, I'm going to go on a temple strategy and. Well, congratulations, you got one of them, but the other two are in the box. Yeah. I mean that kinda it can kind of throw you off, you know.
1: And, and and uh A yes it does throw you off, but you're with the way it is, you're then with the new age able to uh realize it and adapt.
0: That's true. I mean the randomness of it can kind of be cool and make you think on your feet too. Right. So but that's really the only even minor complaint I had about the game, I just really enjoyed it. It's not one of my favorite games I've ever played, but I definitely had a good time the four or five times we played playing the game. This this is not
1: a like a top ten lister game for me at the end of the year. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh,
1: it is a cool game, and if I saw it on sale somewhere, I'd probably pick it up. Yeah. And if a buddy of mine picked it up and said, you know, hey, I got this cool new game, have you ever heard of it? My answer would be, yes, I've heard of it. Yes, I reviewed it. And yes, I want to play it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So for me, the doctor of game design, right? Right, Dr. Reiner Knizia. Yes. Smooth design, really thinky auction game that just has a lot of little things going along the edges that kind of add to the overall gameplay for me. I just, I really enjoyed it. And I think if you have even... Uh, a, proclivity towards auction games, this is one to try out for sure. Um, I, I would definitely agree with that. And
1: you used a word there that really brought a thought to my mind. You mentioned the word smooth. Yeah. That's a that's a great uh, description of this game. It is silky smooth in its uh, gameplay. I agree. We went over the rules once, uh, you know, for, for whenever we had new players. You know, the first time we opened it, all right, this is what we're doing. Uh, a couple of subsequent plays, we'd get one new person in okay, this is what we're doing. People didn't really have questions. No, not really. This is what we're doing. Cool. Did it played. We're competitive. You know, nobody ever got blown out or had, you know, problems where they were, they were clueless, anything like that. The rules are nicely written. They're easy to understand, quick to pick up. Um, and, and it just makes for a really
0: enjoyable playing experience. Yeah, I agree. It is a really smooth game. And I talk about that a lot like it's one of my favorite thing like those are the games that i tend to like think about the most like oh man i really like viticulture it's so smooth and easy to play and it's got depth but none of it gets you stuck absolutely um so anyway that's Amon ray we're out of time but i really enjoyed almond ray i think if you want a medium-ish game that has a really cool auction element with some other cool stuff going on Definitely give it a shot. Sure, for sure. I'd give this a B, solid B. Yeah, I would, I would say the same. Um, so one more uh, thing about Game and Movie Traders. Like like I said, they're located at 2900 West Washington Street next door to the movie theater. They do buy, sell, and trade for both use and new video games. They offer new and classic video games for all systems, including PS4, Xbox One, as well as Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and all consoles in between. Information at 965-GAME or at Facebook.com slash Game and Movie Traders Sville. So, Dee, we're going to get out of here. When we next meet... It's time for Gen Con. Yes, sir. Gen Con is coming up in a few weeks, so uh, we're going to have a new episode out to you guys within the next two weeks. Yes. Um, And it's going to be top 10 most anticipated games coming out of Gen Con and just a Gen Con preview for all the games you can demo and stuff like that. So for anyone heading that way or just wants to know what's coming out, check us out. uh, Keep up with us. We'll let you know when we're coming back. Listen every Wednesday at 6 o'clock here on KXTR 100.7 The Planet, and we'll see you next time. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.